1: I'll tell you what, there were more fighting majors in games between the Panthers and Lightning last year than there were between the Oilers and Flames. Just last year, more fighting majors, if that means anything to anybody. But as a Leafs fan, do you want to challenge those two rivalries, Battle of Alberta, Battle of Florida, with anything that you got going on? Well, how would you respond to that? I think at at one point I would
2: have said Leafs Bruins when they had those playoff series. Right now, I would go Flames Oilers as the best rivalry
1: in the NHL.
3: This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello
1: everybody, hello, welcome to a brand new day in the RP show. Uh, it's a hump day, it's episode number 846 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show originating out of South Florida and the other half from a different locale today. I'm going to tell you where in a moment. Today is just going to be fantastic and we don't have a tremendous amount of time in the warm up here. I will just tell you coming up on the program, longtime and beloved Calgary Flames broadcaster Peter Labardius who celebrated a birthday yesterday. Peter Liu will join us from Cowtown. Canada's foremost NFL expert, Jim Lang, is going to be with us in Hour 2. And the head coach of the Winnipeg Ice, believed to be the number one junior hockey team in all of Canada, James Patrick. He of his 1,500 plus NHL games, Jeep, is going to be with us from Winnipeg coming up in Hour 2. We don't have the moose today. Let's bring our COO, Chief Operating Officer, Lee Genier, who's dressed up for us today. He is in Cowtown. G'day, Lee. And before I ask you for your pearls of wisdom from the sports and business world, I just want to say that the moose, the moose, Darren DuPont is not with us today because he is presenting to Sask Polytechnic today. It's a very exciting day on marketing i guess uh, sports media marketing and he was telling me this morning he's the only non-sports entity to be there the saskatchewan rough riders are there the moose Jaw warriors are presenting the uh, football saskatchewans presenting and a few other sports entities but the rod peterson show and dupont media moose is speaking on behalf of our industry uh, which is kind of exciting uh, that we would be invited to do that so go moose go break a leg uh, and Lee, how are you doing? It's been far too long since you've graced the television set. How are you? What's new? Give us the update.
2: I, you know, I'm uh, awesome. Busy as you've seen. Things are, with our show, we're blowing up, man. Like I said, we're going to the moon, baby. So I love it. So uh, just, I know. just keeping the, and I... keeping the, chopping the wood, keeping the clogs, my Lee.
1: As Chris Jones would say, keep chopping wood. And I say to Lee, when he says, we're going to the moon, I say, why are we stopping at the moon? And he doesn't know what to say. So we always have a lot of fun because we have the great culture here on the RP Show. Director Jordan, can you hit the quick six show horn, please? And let's get down to it. Let's get down. There's a lot of things to get to uh, with the other guests. So I want Lee's opinion on these. Number one, we're starting with the Toronto Blue Jays. Matt Chapman hit a three-run homer in the first inning. Jackie Bradley Jr. added a three-run shot in the ninth. And the Toronto Blue Jays used 21 hits to rough up the host Philadelphia Phillies 18-11 to Tuesday night. The Jays, winners of five of their last seven, have a firm grip on the top American League wildcard spot. The Phillies lost their fifth straight and hold a two-and-a-half game lead over the Milwaukee Brewers for the NL wildcard spot. The series will continue on Wednesday. Lee, that's very exciting. You're telling me that Canada's getting caught up in the swell of Blue Jays fever. Give me a vibe of what it's what it's like there for the Bluebirds in the Great White North these days.
2: Oh, I mean, you know, this is so exciting going down to this uh wild card game that uh, you know, everybody you can really start to see it. You know, when the the Jays finishing it off last night with an 18-11 win over the Phillies, just beautiful. So, uh, you know, it, it, the excitement is there. The Jays are real. And, uh, you know, they've got their bats hot. And, uh, man, and Canadians are just, uh, man, they're excited. So uh, I'm excited. And the, boy, the well, boys of October are coming.
1: Yeah, I hope so. And I really like that when a, I don't ever like to see anybody get fired. So when Charlie Montoya got fired, I thought, man, I hope this works. And John Schneider, who everybody seems to love in that clubhouse and around that team and in that city of Toronto, John Schneider's got him rolling on the way to the playoffs. And he came out of the dugout after the game last night, pumped his fist to the crowd, and they were chanting, let's go Blue Jays in Philly. So I feel like they could be a team of destiny here. Yeah,
2: as Uncle Jesse would say, go get him.
1: What would Boss Hogg say? to John Schneider. That's what I... No, what would Daisy Duke say? Forget about all that. Uh, Moving on, because we're going to get to the... Hey, we're going to get to the football talk. That's where I'm going to get my nickels worth out of you. So hang on. By the way, the text line's open. 902-518-3033 if you have any comments on what we're talking about today. Point two, Aaron Judge hit his 60th home run and Giancarlo Stanton followed minutes later with a game-ending grand slam, completing the New York Yankees' stunning five-run ninth-inning rally to beat the Pittsburgh Pirates 9-8. Judge is now one homer shy of Roger Maris's American League record, as you know, of 61. In Atlanta, Travis Darnot broke a scoreless tie with a two-run homer in the fourth. Densby Swanson went deep in the eighth. And Atlanta beat Washington 3-2. Where's my bell? The Braves are going to the playoffs where we air in Atlanta every night, How 7 to that. 9 Eastern on WQEE. The Braves are going to the playoffs. And I think if the Blue Jays and Braves met in the World Series, I'm not sure the world could handle it. First, a word from our sponsor, Edo Japan. Edo Japan's fast and friendly service plus online ordering options is easy and convenient when you're on the go. Lee and I, you and I are hitting Edo Japan next month when I'm back in Canada. Point three, I want your take on this. It comes from the NHL. It came down in the middle of our show yesterday. A big payday for Nathan McKinnon. The Colorado Avalanche have signed the star forward to an eight-year contract worth $100 million that makes McKinnon the highest-paid player in the NHL salary cap era. In the playoffs, he had 13 goals as the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup. Connor McDavid, as you know, had the biggest contract in the NHL, I believe, in 2017 is when he signed it. The viewers were writing in yesterday saying, Rod, what do you think about Nathan McKinnon being the highest-paid player? And I think, what am I supposed to say to that? Good for Nathan McKinnon. Very good chance he's the best player in the NHL. I was with you, Lee, for 19 weeks out of last season. So we were together a lot. I didn't hear a lot of McKinnon versus McDavid. Ironically, they went head-to-head in the playoffs. And how did that work out for the Oilers? So I say good for Nathan McKinnon. I'm like you. I want everybody to have success. I want everybody to get paid. So all I have to say is good for Nathan McKinnon.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, uh, you know, and that's probably the storyline coming out of there is, uh, you know, like the dark horse is coming out, uh, and yet all you heard about was uh, Connor McDavid. Now you got Nathan McKinnon and a hundred million dollar contract. Good for them, and and obviously Colorado is um, making a statement, right? So uh, yeah. the bronky Sports Group has just, a hey, man, they're they're peeing on their tree.
1: That's the stuff that. You and I, I, I love our talks. I tell you that all the time. Talk about sports ownership. Stan Kroenke owns the LA Rams, the Colorado Avalanche, a soccer team. I'm not sure which one you might know. The Colorado Mammoth. He's got championships in every league. This dude, I don't know what he does, man. I would just assume. Here's, here's my guess. He treats people well, gives people all the resources they need to do their job, and lets them do their job. What do you think? You think that might be? He might be onto something?
2: Uh. I've heard a lot of stories, so uh, I used to work very closely with that group. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he's very successful. That goes without saying. So he's he's letting people do what they need to do, and, um, hey, man, they're being successful winning championships everywhere. So,
1: Sounds like we have to have another buffet at the Gray Eagle and go over this more. By the way, I appreciate everybody writing in with where they're watching from and saying good morning. Um, tell your friends, start spreading the news. The RP Show is live right now on Game Plus TV and YouTube Live. Uh, yeah, Steven Lilac writing in on YouTube. He says, "Cronky owns Arsenal FC, currently at the top of the premium league table. Can we sit down and interview Stan, Stan Kroenke and say, well, dude, what are you doing right? I'd love to hear it. Um, Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, writes in and says, how much is the cap going to go up? to account for team building around that. He's talking about Nathan McKinnon. The cap's not going up, I don't believe. The last we heard, and maybe Peter Labardius, when he joins us next segment, can, uh, can address that. But the cap doesn't go up to adjust for bigger salaries. The other salaries go down to adjust for one big salary or two or three big salaries. The cap is not going up. The last we heard, I don't think the NFL is going up, but in the NHL, I think it's staying flat. Lee, have they not said that all along? It's a flat cap in the NHL, at least for a couple it, of years?
2: It, yeah, it is for sure. So, no, like you hit it on yeah. the head, there's going to be less money for the rest of the team. So
1: <laughs> Nathan McKinnon, don't care. Okay, to the football. That's why we brought you here. Lee spent 19 years in the CFL, won multiple championships with the Calgary Stampeders. Stampeders won't have Canadian linebacker Cam Judge on Saturday night when they complete their home-and-home series with the B.C. Lions. In Vancouver, Judge has received a one-game suspension from the CFL for a post-game altercation involving B.C. receiver Lucky Whitehead following the Lions' overtime win 31-29 last Saturday night. Cam Judge had nine tackles and a sack in that game. So, I said coming out of it on Monday, suspend Cam for one. That'll completely throw water on any controversy going into this week's game when the two teams meet again, and away we move on. It's unfair for Cam, but as I put in my commentary today, and you can read it now at RodPeterson.com, sticks and stones may break my bones. So Lucky Whitehead said something about his family. I guess you can do that. You just got to put up with it. Yeah. You can't turn around and sucker or, a guy.
2: I or, you get, or you get punched. You say something, you get punched in the mouth. So.
1: Uh, yeah, but Lucky's not. Yeah, yeah. What would Lucky rather right. have? Be punched in the mouth, or ear hold, or miss a game? Probably rather get punched in the mouth, wouldn't you?
2: Well, yeah. I don't know what I'd let anybody punch me in the mouth, but you know, I watched the interview with Cam D- Judge last night, and I know he's uh, very remorseful for what's happened. he's the feels like he's let his team down because he's not going to be in the lineup on uh, on the weekend, so. um you know, I think, uh, you know, sticks and stones might make break my bones, maybe something like that, right? But uh, words will never hurt me.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I feel bad for Cam. Um, and this isn't coming from out of the crowd. It's not coming on social media. It's coming on the field of play from one of your opponents. I mean, let's be honest. If you want to you follow the NFL at least as closely as the CFL, maybe more so. What do you think the talk is down here about Mike Evans of the Buccaneers being suspended one game for his blind shy, blindside after the play shot on Lattimore of the Saints the other night? Uh, Mike Evans was just coming to the defense of Tom Brady. Lattimore said something to Tom. And what do you think that might have been, Lee? What do you think that might have been? Okay, mm, giving what Tom's me, going through. Yeah.
2: yeah, and that's another yeah. you know, way to get into If they get in each other's heads, that's what it's about. Right? How are you going to get in Tom's head? You're going to talk about Giselle.
1: Bingo. Bingo. So I guess my answer to this is, I I don't know. I've changed. I'm not sure whether it's for the better or the worse. I haven't decided yet. Um, But we do change. I'm going through everything in life just a little sooner than most. I'm going through it in my 40s. I've mellowed. We keep hearing now out of Edmonton that Chris Jones has mellowed. I'm like, yeah, you brawled or whatever it was. Suspend him a game and let's move on. There are those that think this BC line, uh, BC Calgary situation is good for the league. I would say 10, 15 years ago, I would have thought that, but I don't anymore. What yeah, do you it, think it, from the business side?
2: Well, you know, I look at it, yeah. I mean, it's bringing a whole – everybody wants to know what happened. Man. Everybody's looking for the cell phone bit – Video. I'm sure there's security cameras. I mean, uh, when I was pulling up to the stadium, you know, I knew, I, I was looking at them, man. So they have to be there. They just haven't released it. Um, I don't think they want the black eye, but on the other hand, it's an organic uh, story. Everybody loves a car crash, right? So, you know what, It's it just shows the passion between these two teams that are battling out for second. Uh, whether anybody can catch Winnipeg is probably yet to be you know, seen. The Stamps can win it, you know, or secure a, a playoff position this weekend too. So, you know what, uh, they'll they'll go in and play BC hard, and uh, they want to avenge their uh, the loss and everything that happened. And so it's going to set up the game real great this going into this week. So.
1: Yeah, Saturday night, uh, which reminds me before we go any further, the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is this which is Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League, week 16. There are only three. Is it Hamilton at Montreal Friday night or Saturday? One of the two games in the doubleheader, the Toronto Argonauts at the Ottawa Red Blacks again or the Calgary Stampeders at the BC Lions. I haven't looked at the results of the poll. It's been up for a while. I got to think it's Stamps and Lions. But you can vote for the next 23 hours on that. It's brought to you by Capital Automall. They've got dealerships all across the Canadian Prairies and the state of California. Our man Jack Fulton's watching in Alberta. He says, Cam, Judge is a stand-up guy. I think Lucky should have been disciplined in some way. There were multiple witnesses. Um, so, yeah, it's an incident that they're still talking about. That's the one thing that the current people in the CFL and I disagree on. I think anything that gets you talking about your league is a good thing. And the current people, I think, in the CFL feel that, no, 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 it has to be what we want people talking about. And I'm like, uh, no, 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 it doesn't work that way. And that's how we disagree to disagree. Your vote, Lee, on Canada's Game of the Week in the CFL, i got a pretty good idea what you think it is.
2: Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be BC and Calgary. The, the brawl at the mall, I'm going to go with that, so...
1: <laughs> not the commotion by the ocean, not the rumble in the jungle, the brawl at the mall. Sounds like a Cobra Kai episode. Um, by the way, the latest season is out, season five of Cobra Kai. Uh, just a word from our sponsors before we go. Dark Horse Bets. It's Woodbine's easy-to-use betting app that brings the excitement of live stream horse races straight to you. It's AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Download now for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available for Android and Apple devices. And we're also brought to you by Bronco Plumbing, Heating and Cooling. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information and more at broncoplumbing.com. We got some flames news. There's breaking blue bombers news from this morning. We'll get to that later. Anything else, Lee, before we let you go?
2: You know, other than, you know, Jay McNeil taking over the business ops of the of the stamps, which uh, great choice. Had a long chat with him last night. Uh, longtime friend, and, you know, just uh, real excited to see him in the front office. So.
1: Sounds like a great move by the Calgary Stan Peters. Jay McNeil's going to be on this show on Friday, on Football Friday, to talk about that. Lee, thanks for dressing up for us. I know you'll be doing business the rest of the day. Man, stay cool. See you soon.
2: See you. Have a great show, Roddy.
1: Appreciate it, man. Off to a great start with our guy. Lee Genier, our COO of the whole dang shooting match. Peter Labardius is up next. On the way, Jim Lang and James Patrick. It's the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. We're also live streaming on YouTube, 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. And on the radio now, WQEE 99.1 FM. All right, here we go. This should be fun. This should be fun. Uh, Yeah, no Peter Labardius. I don't know know if, if you heard from him at all today. Park, have you heard from him at all? You said you haven't? He knew that he was to come on today, just to make sure. You don't sound very confident in that. And he's gone. Okay. Uh, well, I'll try my best. We've done this before. Just you and me. Okay. So we have some breaking news. I Where do I go first? Oh, my God. They don't expect much of me. The Calgary Flames have re-signed Slovak forward Adam Ruzica to a two-year contract worth $1.525 million. The contract which counts... 752500 against the salary caps, a two-way deal in the first year and a one-way in the second. He was Calgary's fourth-round pick in 2017, scored five goals and had five assists in 28 games for the Flames last season. He also played 16 for the AHL Stockton Heat, where he had 11 goals and nine assists. Comes out of the OHL, he spent four seasons with the Sarnia Sting and Sudbury Wolves. Now there's that. We could get into that with Lou. But while we're waiting for Peter Labardius to uh, get ready to join us, we got more breaking news out of Winnipeg today. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers are pleased to announce Joe Paploski has been selected as the 14th inductee into the Ring of Honor at IG Field. A gifted receiver who was acquired via trade with Edmonton in 1978, Poploski played for the Blue Bombers from 78 to 86, named CFL's most outstanding rookie in 1978, twice named as CFL's most outstanding Canadian, 1981 and then 86. He still ranks third all-time in Blue Bombers history in receptions and receiving yardage behind Milton Stiegel and James Murphy. And from the curling world, though the summer's heat may still be lingering, the curling season's already in full swing, and as part of Curling Canada's jam-packed schedule of events for the 2022-23 season sees action in Canada's capital region this week, 12 of Canada's best university curling teams are set to compete, In the 2022 FISU qualifiers, an event that will declare Team Canada's reps for the 2023 FISU World University Games, which are scheduled for January in Lake Placid, New York. More on that later, but the sports update is for Edo Japan. Edo Japan's fast and friendly service, plus online ordering options, are easy and convenient when you're on the go. Okay, Peter Lombardius is with us now, and I appreciate you. Happy belated birthday, Lou. Uh, Thank you. Yes, sir. You. Man, hey, are you are you back in Cowtown? Are you Southern uh, Ontario? What's going on with you right now? If you don't mind sharing, I am in. No, I don't, never mind sharing.
5: Uh, I'm in Mississauga, but I will be on a plane later today, back to Calgary for the start of the season and the start of training camp, which uh, opens with on ice sessions, as it does everywhere in the league tomorrow.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, Lou, let me ask you this. Have you had a good summer and does it feel like you just they just got off the ice or or how are you feeling about how that off season went for the Flames and yourself?
5: Well, well, I mean I had a great summer. It was incredibly busy, which is odd for me. Usually I find myself a lot of summers going, when is the next season going to start? But, you know, with calling a bunch of hockey and and other events for a group that I work for, um, you know, attending the Halenka Gretzky and the World Junior in August. I actually, Rod, I feel like I could use about another month, but I don't have one. So it, it was good. Uh I'm not sure the Flames could have had a much better off season in light of where they were a few months ago when, you know, in the span of ten days, they'd lost Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk. Um, you know, Brad Treleving might be the GM of the year before the year even gets rolling. So They're they're excited in Calgary. I'm excited to see, you know, not just the camp, but really looking forward to opening night October thirteenth. See how Daryl and his staff are gonna use the new people, who they're gonna play with. There aren't many battles at camp. I mean, you know, they just have too many people on one-way deals. You just talked off the top about young Adam Ruzichkin. For him, this is a really, really important camp. If he wants to be in the mix. He's got to separate himself, but the flames are Rod. I would say this. I think, I think the flames right now, and and you know, that, you know, I, I tell the truth. And even when other people in the last few years have thought they've been more ready to take another step, I think for the first time since I've been in Calgary, that this team now has the pieces to truly make a run. Now, whether they will, you know, there's too many factors that go in. But I like their personnel today better than I've liked it since I arrived in Calgary in 2008. So
1: let me examine that. And we're going to talk all NHL with Lou. He's with us for a couple segments here, not just Flames, but who are those pieces and why do you feel they now have what they need?
5: Well, you know... I'm a big believer in being strong up the middle. So when you have an opportunity now to come down the middle of the ice with Lindholm, Kadri, and Michael Backlund, and then even potentially somebody like Kevin Rooney, who knows, maybe former Swift Current Bronco and Kootenai Ice member Cody Eakin grabs a center ice spot. You know, this, is a very, this kind of turned into a very deep team down the middle. Uh, I've liked Jonathan Huberto for a long time, going back to his days in St. John, um, where he won a Memorial Cup with the Sea Dogs. So, you know, you re- basically you replace Johnny Gaudreau with a guy who I like a lot. and And I'm not sure that he's not, because of his frame, playmaking ability, what I think he's going to add to the power play. They're in good shape. Now, they're not in perfect shape. But the key guy, Rod, for me, and you saw a lot of him last year, is Uyghur. Uh, I don't think people understand, and maybe I don't even understand yet, how good a player this is. In fact, I'm somewhat expecting him to be this team's number one defenseman as far as minutes played. Uh, You can play him in all situations. I think in some ways, and Kadri is massive too, but... I thought the Flames coming out of the Oilers series, they needed, even if Kachuk and Gaudreau had stayed, I thought they needed to bolster their top four in defense. Well, with Uyghur for me, they've more than done that. So this is a good hockey team. Now, it's not to say I think they're going to win the division again, have 111 points, but I, I think this is the best team Calgary's had, at least on paper, for a long time.
1: I'm glad you brought up the Uyghur thing. Um, consider this. With Aaron Eckblad hurt as much as he's been the last two years, Uyghur's been elevated with the Panthers to have to play in the top pairing. And he hasn't looked out of place. By necessity, he's been a top guy for the Florida Panthers. I still don't know how Brad Tree Living got him off Florida. I don't. But I got to ask you this, Lou, to flip it. Because you've been talking about the new guys there for a long time and to everybody. How about this? Hey, Chuck coming here. I was in the Panthers facility last week who is the guy, the mural on the wall, gnawing on his mouth guard, as you've said on the radio, like a chew toy. I listen to you, Lou, all the time. It's it's Matthew Kachuk. Now in a Panthers jersey, he's the face of this franchise. Yet, I swear to you, and you probably know this, he can walk down the street and nobody would know who he is. I mean, nobody. He went to the Marlins game and threw out the first pitch. Yeah, a week or two ago. Well, last week, he threw out the pitch at the Marlins game. Nobody really cared. There was nobody there. Is that the kind of situation that Kachuk could thrive in, do you think? Or how do you think he'll deal with this?
5: Well, I mean, I think Matthew wanted, you know, financial security. I think he wanted to play on a good team. He's found that. um, Bill Zito gave up a lot to get this guy. So... he obviously thinks that Matthew is the type of player and he's a different player, a unique player, a unique talent. There aren't many Matthews in the league. So he has invested a lot on a guy who's 20, who will be 24 years old on December the 11th, I believe. Um, is he the face of the franchise? Well, you'd have a better idea than that. I, I happen to think Alexander Barkov is one of the best players in hockey. Um, I would think Kachuk has a pretty good chance to show up on his line. That's not going to hurt anybody in hockey when you play with Barkov. So it's going to be absolutely fascinating to watch both of these two teams in light of the big deal that they consummated.
1: Well, Barkov's the captain, and he's the best player. All I'm saying is Kachuk was on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) so i'm like this means something and and not
5: surprised he loves it he loves the spotlight he loves to be in the middle of it um you know think about our careers i mean how many guys regardless of the sport this is a guy you absolutely cannot stand for a second if he's not on your team but you by and large love him if he is so, you know, having Sam Bennett there will help too uh, in terms of just some familiarity. It's, I can't wait to kind of watch it all unfold. But I'm certainly not disappointed with the situation the Flames were in and what Brad Treleving was able to do.
1: Would it be out of line to say Gaudreau and Kachuk pulled a disappearing act in the playoffs? or at least round 2.
5: No, not completely unfair. And and you know, I thought Johnny Johnny probably had his best playoff. He was he was I thought very solid um against Dallas in round 1. So he took for me a bit of a step. Um you know, Matthew had a great start to the series against Dallas, but then, to me, seemed to get very involved in the whole Klingberg situation, which probably ended up of a bit of a saw-off. Uh, I did not see enough from either one of those two guys, to be frank, against the Edmonton Oilers. But, you know, no Tanev for the first three games. McDavid at a level I've never maybe ever seen In the sport, in that series, Dreisaitl basically on one leg goes off for 17 points. But right at the end of the day, for those two guys, and more more Johnny than Matthew, just because of age and time, playoff time of the year has not been their strong suit. And if you want to win a championship, and you know how I feel about winning, you need guys like... I'm sorry. I don't care if you win scoring races. I really don't. But I do, I, I do care about guys who win the playoff scoring race. Yeah. And who can get it yeah. done when it's hard. And it's hard.
1: Gaudreau, well over a point a game in the regular season, well under a point a game in the playoffs, and he's to be an offensive guy. Viewers have questions. Lou, are you good to stick with us through a break here oh, yeah, and absolutely. answer some yeah, of them? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Peter Labardius from Calgary Flames Radio, the fan 960. With us right after this on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE 99.1 FM.
3: Have you subscribed to The Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now.
1: Okay, rolling on. By the way, we're going to talk Blue Jays in hour two, NFL with Jim Lang. I see there's a social media eruption in Saskatchewan. Players upset at the coach. It's a bye week there, so they're dreaming up things to talk about. Here we're talking NHL with the training camps opening on Thursday. Peter Lavardius, let's bring him in. Calgary Flames, longtime color man. And uh, Lou, if you don't mind, we have fans, as you know, of other teams watching. So Kevin, yes, in Airdrie, he is a Canucks fan, and he says Lou has one of the best voices on the radio. What are his thoughts on the Canucks signing of J.T. Miller?
5: Well, you know, I, I think the move that they made to get J.T. Miller a few years ago has done nothing but pay dividends. Uh, they were in a very difficult spot financially. Um, he's coming off his best season. Uh, He's hard to play against. He is used in every situation. I think that was a really, really big move um, by Jim Rutherford and the group in Vancouver. And I, I, you know, it's going into last season in particular, Rod, there's a lot of talk about, you know, the Pacific division is, is a lesser like, well, I just, I don't see it that way. I didn't really see it that way last season I certainly don't see it this year and I I expect Vancouver to be one of the more improved teams and I would not be completely surprised Vegas to me is the wild card now I don't know <laughs> what to expect there okay um but I I wouldn't be shocked if all three Canadian teams find playoff spots in the Pacific
1: I think Vegas will miss. I don't have Vancouver making it. Uh, I've got Oilers, Flames, Kings, and Ducks making it. Uh, That's just me. Randy in Winnipeg's watching, and God bless Randy. He's asking some Flames questions, but yesterday he was complaining, Lou, that we don't talk enough Jets. So can I ask Mm -hmm. you what the buzz is in the NHL about them taking the C off Blake Wheeler? Because, to be honest, on ESPN here on the weekend, scrolling on the bottom of the Winnipeg Jets, stripped the C off Blake wheeler on espn big news what was your take on that and the people in your circle
5: well you know the people in my circle and i certainly have some great contacts in winnipeg and a good friend in ken weeb um i was a little surprised when i saw it but i think it's the right move I, i really do um you know i At a different time, Rod, I'd probably give you a different answer on the whole Blake Wheeler situation. Um, Good player, 34 years old. But, you know, Rick Bonus goes in there. They're coming off a couple of tough years. And I think what it signals is the Winnipeg Jets want to go in a new direction with their leadership group. So they've decided new coach, clean slate, um, and that maybe, whether it's going to be Shifley, uh, I I know we're big fans of Josh Morrissey, you know, Kyle Connor might be one of the most underappreciated wingers in the sport. I mean, they've got good players there. But to me, it's like it's it's a big deal, and it is big in Winnipeg. And, you know, Blake does a really, really good job in public of saying and doing all the right things, I can't imagine it's going over real well in his camp.
1: No, I, oh, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And good for him for faith, for, for, yeah, for talking about it. Good for him for doing that. That's what captains do. And I guess he's not even the captain anymore. Um, Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says, is this the year for the Buffalo Sabres to finally put it together? And that is a great question, Lou, because they finished fifth in their division last year. Now, granted, like 35 points behind the fourth place team, but are they getting better? What do you see out they of are Buffalo? Getting
5: better. Yeah, I do. They they are getting better. And, you know, with, with Owen Power and, you know, you already have Rasmus Dallin, you know, you have the makings of two superstars on defense, Cousins, Krabs. Um, You know, they just paid Tage Thompson a boatload of money coming off a great year. I really like what they've done. And it was not easy, as you know, for Kevin Adams and going through the whole Jack Eichel scenario. But I really, really like the path that the Buffalo Sabres are on. I'm not a big fan of the division they play in when you think about, you know, trying to earn a playoff spot. But I do. I, I think for the first time in a long time, they're on a good road. And I have to give Don Granado a lot of credit. In a very difficult yeah. situation, he got a lot out of that group.
1: Uh, Jenna is watching in Southern California. I wondered if she was paying attention. Southern California, Lou, she's a Red Blacks fan and a Buffalo Sabres fan. She's just written, let's go, Buffalo. I was hoping she was paying attention for us talking about that. I don't know if you saw Jim Kelly on Monday Night Football the other night rallying the crowd at New Era Stadium. Let's go, Buffalo. Arlen Bruce III is watching, Lou, a CFL great. He says, yes. I'm heading to the Canucks versus Flames game on Sunday. Who should I keep my eye on for both clubs?
5: Well, you know, it's those games are interesting because let's first start with the fact that Vancouver is going to play a lot of their best players because it's a home game. Calgary and Vancouver also play Sunday evening in Calgary, where Calgary will have a very veteran laden roster and Vancouver will be taking a look at a lot of guys on the bubble or their young people. So preseason tough, but you know, if you're going to a game there, you're going to see two things. You're going to see the majority of Vancouver's best players. And you're going to see, because I think road preseason games, Rod, are truly the best place to evaluate guys who would like to think they're going to play a role. Now, you have to dress, uh, you know, a certain amount of veterans. It's a league rule. So from a Calgary standpoint, I'm going to guess guys like Pelche and Ruz. And and Matthew Phillips and, you know, guys maybe on the bubble are going to probably be in the game in Vancouver while Vancouver will go with, you know, a pretty good veteran core. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Miller, Besser, Patterson, you know, go on down the line over there in Vancouver.
1: What was the takeaway coming out of the, rookie, the uh, prospect's tournament from a Flames perspective?
5: I, you know, they're never going to say this. I think they're probably a little disappointed. Um, now, those those events, Rod, to me, are all about evaluation and they're not about results. Um, you know, I watched two of the three games. I had a busy weekend. And unfortunately, I, you know, my gig these days didn't allow me to be in Penticton. Um, they're... I could probably say that a few other guys I would have liked to have seen be more dominant, maybe weren't. But it's 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 such a tough situation because, you know, it's how you sell yourself, too. If you're really close, your focus really is on main camp and trying to make some inroads, all, although I'm being somewhat hypocritical because, you know, if you watch, let's take the Oilers, for example, you got everything you would have wanted and more out of you know Holloway and Borgo and some of their key young people. So, you know, I haven't had a chance yet, Rod, to talk to the brass. I'll certainly go down that road when I'm back in Calgary starting tomorrow. But I, I would guess, I would guess they'd be a little disappointed. Dustin Wolf, the goalie, was excellent in his two games. That's what I heard. So that's, yeah, yeah. So, so that's how I'd rate. That's how I'd rate that for Calgary.
1: We have less than a minute. Um, I, feel like, I feel like I'm the only one talking about the Conor Bedard sweepstakes in the media. Believe me, the scouts are because they're texting me. Some people are like, Simon. can you put this out there? You know how that goes. Um, what is your take on Conor Bedard and if he finishes the season in Regina or not? We know he's going to start there. I don't know if he celebrates Christmas there or not, but how do you think that's going to play out?
5: Do me a favor because we don't have enough time. Let's dig into this the next time you have me on the show. Um, my guess is he probably stays
1: forever, but if I tell his career's over,
5: well, he's, this is it. So he's going to be in the NHL next year. He's going to be there until January the 10th. I know that. So we'll see what yeah. happens after that.
1: I'm with you. Well, it's a, it's a tough question, right? Nobody really knows that the, with the edict is what you're saying. He's staying. I just hope that sober thought prevails. All right, Lou. Cheerio. Thanks for the time yeah. and safe travels.
5: Okay, be well. It looks, looks pretty miserable there, so take it easy. It's terrible. It's terrible, yeah, know, Lou. You wouldn't ta- want to be here. No, I know. I know. Okay, okay be well, Roddy. All right. Take care.
1: Thanks, buddy. Uh, the great Peter Lombardi is uh, checking in from Mississauga on his way to Calgary, which, incidentally, we will be in about a month's time we'll be back with viewer takeover after this it's the rp show on game plus tv across all 10 provinces in 31 states for live streaming on youtube and on the radio wqee 99.1 of M.
3: have you subscribed to the rod peterson show youtube channel yet head to youtube.com slash the rod peterson show now
1: As Lou pointed out, working our way towards a very big game Sunday, the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. By the way, I'm going to get to the text line in a moment. It is open, 902-518-3033. This is the segment that we call Viewer Takeover. We've already gone through the sports update. I'll tell you this, just to get ready, in hour two, our good friend Jim Lang is going to be with us, and obviously we're going to talk NFL. He's Canada's foremost NFL expert, but we're going to talk Toronto Blue Jays our analytics show, and the marketing company that we work with out of Calgary, that when we talk Blue Jays, the ratings and and numbers skyrocket. How about that? And we'll talk a little Blue Jays, too. But as the viewers have said to me, our longtime viewers and fans, you better not stop talking about junior hockey. And we won't. We're just not going to talk as much. But I knew that if I dropped that Connor Bedard thing, I'm not joking when I say I feel like I'm the only one talking about it. Who else is reporting on the WHL to the degree that we used to? Like, I go to Gregdridden.com. He's, you know, the Bob McKenzie of junior hockey, and he blogs like twice a week. I write a few things, but not anywhere compared to what I used to. Greg Harder's covering entertainment now in Regina. It's just not what it used to be. Nobody's talking about this stuff, yet all the hockey people are talking about it. So Connor Bedard, the next McDavid, the next Crosby, is playing for a Pats team that, yes, opens the season Friday night against the Moose Jaw Warriors, and let's see how they do. But they're not going to be very good. They may not even make the playoffs. So I'm saying trade them. Conventional wisdom suggests you trade Connor Bedard, the star of Team Canada in world junior competition, and get something for him because you're not going to win anything this year and set yourself up for years down the line. That's what the winning teams do. So Nelson Hakowich, our VP of Sim Events, big uh, supporter of ours, a P1 viewer, he writes it, he says, it's too much of a business risk for the Pats not to keep him. They have built their marketing around him. They need to pack that barn. This is where sports and business get ugly. Jim Lang's watching. He's in Toronto. With You might want to hear him off it, Jim. If you are running your team based on business decisions, you get two things the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the Dallas Cowboys. How there. About that? I said it. Spicy. You can't run your team based on business. You wouldn't do these types of things. No, you wouldn't. Hot damn. So do you, do you want to be the Leafs? Because there's nothing wrong with that. Do you want to be the Dallas Cowboys? That's my team. I guess we're not going to go broke. We're sold out all the time. But we're never going to win anything. And that's what the Regina Pats are going to be. Let John Paddock do his job. And go sell tractors. Yourself. Corey. And YouTube. Who will finish last in the NHL and have the best chance for Bedard? Montreal or Arizona? Arizona or Montreal? Ted in Redner says, wow, the Pats not trading Bedard. Some WHL team on a cup run has to make the Pats an offer they can't refuse. Don't they? Yeah, it'll be Seattle or it'll be from Kamloops. I've heard from those teams. They want him. Steve writes in on YouTube, Arizona gets Bedard and then Austin Matthews in two years when he's an unrestricted free agent. Can you imagine? That's my take on that. Jim Lang next hour and James Patrick of the Winnipeg Ice. Stick
3: around after this break.